Fantasy Sports Radio Network. News update. In the National Football League, Ezekiel Elliott still holding out, but in a recent interview with Maxim Magazine, he told the magazine he hopes to, quote, be a cowboy for the rest of his life. Kenyon Drake returned to practice on Monday for the Miami Dolphins. He'd been out with a foot issue. Also with a foot issue, Cam Newton worked off to the side at Monday's practice. The Panthers are still cautiously optimistic to play week one of the NFL season. In baseball, the Braves have activated Dansby Swanson from the injured list. He'll be back in the lineup this week for Atlanta, according to Ken Rose of the Athletic. The Dodgers are, quote, considering promoting shortstop prospect Gavin Lux in September. And Cleveland Indians third baseman Jose Ramirez will have surgery for a fractured hammock bone in his right hand and has been placed on the injured list the team announced on Sunday. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. All right, everybody. It's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Adam Ronas, so much to talk about. Such a big weekend. Let's hit it up with Andrew Luck. I'm going to miss Andrew Luck. I'm going to miss Captain Andrew Luck. I am happy for Andrew Luck, but I'm still sad for Andrew Luck. Yeah, it was definitely surprising. I think everyone thought it was a fake. They were trying to figure out if the Adam Schefter account was real or fake because I think it was stunning. But when you hear Andrew Luck speak in the press conference, you understand why I was surprised that so many people were critical of him. I don't think the average person knows how difficult it is to play in the NFL. And Andrew Luck has a history of a lot of injuries, kidneys, the shoulder. So you can understand. I mean, at a certain point, you just don't have any fun because your body is breaking down and you're not 100%. And most football players aren't. But when he's continuously going to rehab, and especially now with the calf and ankle, it had to be frustrating since it wasn't getting better. He has money. He made yep. a, a lot of money. And, again, this is why I will always support players going out and getting the money when they can. You can't sit here and say, well, if he plays and finishes out his contract, and gets, he'll get the deal. No. Get it when you can, man. You have to. And Andrew Luck, uh, you know, was – just got married, I guess, has had a kid on the way, and it makes sense for him. You know, you, you can't live with your body completely broken down in the future, and that's what people don't understand. So I applaud Luck for doing it. It does suck for football because he's one of the top quarterbacks coming off a great year, but uh, he made the best decision for him, and I have no problem. There's a lot to be said here. I think that Luck was able to do this because he probably he comes from money. Some of these guys don't, right? We know that. And he went, st- went to Stanford. I mean, he's a brilliant guy. Maybe he saved some money along the way. But I don't think it's about money here. I just don't. When I listened to him and I heard him just talk about how it's so much effort. And, Adam, I've told you these things. I have kidney issues. I, I've had torn labrums. We all understand what it is to have these calf injuries. It's, it's hard to bounce back over and over and over again from these injuries. It just takes a lot out of you. People don't realize what these guys go through to gear themselves up to play. And I sent out this uh, this tweet. I don't know if you saw it. He was try- there was a, when he was trying to get, when P- P- Pagano was the coach. He's like, I want to get in there. And Pagano's like, you got to think of the team. Don't put you, don't worry about it. This is a guy who wants to play. So I, I don't want anybody to say a negative word about Andrew Luck right now. Yeah, and, and there will always pe- be people that will. It's just the way the world is. But 
you know, you talk about you going through it. Now imagine trying to play football and getting hit and dealing with that all the time. It's uh, it's not the easiest thing. and I don't think people understand it. You know, to question his toughness is a joke. I mean, I think he's already displayed his toughness, you know, where we've seen all, all the injuries. He's had one official concussion. He's probably had like seven uh, because, you know, they don't always diagnose it. The, the labrum tear, the kidney, I mean, just so much. So... Did he you just, say that Doug Gottlieb today said that Luck was being millennial? Yeah, that was like two years, what? two days ago. Well, it was oh. going to happen. Yeah, it's a joke. He's just trying to get attention. I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I, you know, I don't. And know. the fans booing. Like, I like. I, I, see, the worst thing was I actually understand why the fans booed because you're a Colts fan. You want to win a Super Bowl. You think you're close, and this guy's just let you down. But he didn't let you down. He well, did I, not let you down. I think. Now I can't speak for everyone. First of all, there's people at games who are drunk and have no idea. Also, I think it was just maybe the instant reaction when you don't get to process everything. You know, just imagine being at a game you have no idea, and then you just find out, like, what, he retired? He's on the sideline right now. So it was maybe the instant reaction. I would think if they had gotten that news, like, the day before, it would have been a different reaction, I at least hope. But I think it was just an emotional, surprise, stunned response. But I don't see how you can feel that way. Like, I was – one of my Colt fans friends was saying he was soft. I'm like, are you kidding, bro? Yeah. Like, really? Like, you know, and you could, like, people can flip it and say, all right, well, you're a Cowboys fan. What do you think of Zeke? And you know my stance. I've said it. Do I want Zeke on the field? Yes. I do not blame him one bit holding out for money. And you're, this is why, man. Look what Luck has put his body through. So Zeke's both, and people say, well, Zeke's under contract. So he's supposed to go out there the next two years and then kill his body. And then he's not the same running Look, back. Luck and may never. Money. He may never be able to walk right if he if he plays again. What if he plays again with a bad ankle or a bad calf and he gets injured yet again? This guy wants to be a dad. This guy wants to be a husband. He's allowed to, to live his life. You know, look, football players have the worst insurance. And how much don't we see these guys later in life? They, they're hobbling around, Ronas. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, every time I watch something with those guys it's just sad it's like really man this is how you live your life yeah you know they had years of fame and glory and even even those guys probably didn't get paid that much but uh you remember LeBron McLean yeah he tweeted something the other day that like he's having major issues and the NFL don't care like his yeah. head and concussions and everything so um, and Roger Goodell will act like he cares I get that but they don't get they, they don't do enough for them they don't do enough for these this guys. This is what he tweeted. This was August 24th. I have to get my head checked. Playing fullback since high school. It takes too effing much to do anything. My brain is effing tired. At NFL, I need some help with this. Dark times and it's showing. Effing help me, please. They don't care. I have to get lawyers, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look I, don't, I don't know how to do it. Do you give these guys ins medical insurance for, for life? I mean, because that's what you got to do. If I'm these guys, if I'm the player's rep, and please hire me into Demora Smith. Please, I beg you. I'm, I'm getting these guys insurance for life be, because what they have is just terrible. And I don't know. I mean, it's so sad that they, they know what happens here. And it's, it's brutal. So that Andrew Luck is leaving the game. I'm sorry he's leaving the game. He is a fantastic player and I will miss watching him. But you know what? I miss Barry Sanders. I miss Jim Brown. I miss Calvin Johnson. But they all left on the, on the at the peak, too. I think this was the most stunning, though, because you can understand a running back, and Barry wasn't happy in Detroit. Calvin Johnson, big receiver, bad knees, you know. But a quarterback, you know, they can play till 40. 
So well, especially Tom Brady Brady gets better. Tom Brady gets better every year. And Luck's coming off a season where he threw 39 touchdowns. So I think this was the most stunning for sure. But he made what he felt was the best decision for him. And, you know, everyone's like, well, maybe he comes back in a year or two. I guess it's possible. I thought about that. I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, again, it's it's, I'm going to go like Gronkowski. I know people like he'll come back. He should not, man. Gronk should not come back, man. And by the way, Adam. Bad on Schefter for breaking it before. No, it. disagree. We can talk about that on the way back. I disagree with that. I, I know people know. at Simon Schefter. We can, we can I'm not slamming him. I just think the news deserves to be Lux first. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. right, let's. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll debate that. We want to hear what you have to say. What do you think about it? You can always tweet me at Dr. Roto or at Adam Ronis. We're full-time fantasy. We'll be back right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. back. We are full-time fantasy. Dr. Otto here with Adam Ronis. Remember, go to play FFWC. There are drafts all going on this week. I've got two beat Dr. Rotos this week on Wednesday and Friday night at 10 p.m. I'm sure Ronis will have one thrown in there this week. So please play FFWC.com, whether it's a main event, online championship, draft and go, starter league. They're just drafting. We're drafting every night so you can play. All right, Adam, I guess my thought was on something this big that the player deserves the chance to break the news. Uh, I understand that, but from Adam Schefter's perspective, he did the right thing. Having been a reporter before, you that is a huge, huge story. If someone tells you and it's a source that's reliable, you have to break it. That's what he's in this business for. That's why he has the reputation that he does. And, most people see it from Schefter. They don't even blink. They say, okay, it's, this is true. It's fact. It's right, so it's reliable. Fact. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the timing was unfortunate. But it's not Schefter's fault. It's whoever leaked it to him. You know, that person should have said, you know what, I'm not going to say anything here. Let Luck make his announcement. But that is huge news. You cannot let that go. So uh, it's always tricky for a reporter. But there's a reason why Schefter is who he is. So uh, it broke. ESPN. I mean, ESPN's website was down for a bit. I tried to go there, and it was down. Uh, it, Twitter might have been broken for a little bit, but it was huge, huge news. That's something that you can't wait till the next day. If you get tipped off as a reporter, you break it. I mean, could this be? They, they said something like, "This is the biggest news of the decade." Sounds about right. This might be the biggest news of the decade. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, again, I. People are. Some people might be like, "Oh, it's not that surprising." It's surprising. Okay, Okay. no one expected Andrew Luck to retire. I wasn't drafting Luck though, and I told people this, Ronus, and I told you I didn't like Luck. And I'll tell you this: I don't trust the Colts with talking about injuries. They don't do a good job of that, and they were terrible with this torn labrum a couple of years ago. And I was worried that we weren't getting enough intel. I don't have him in any league. I don't either. We did a. It's funny timing because last week Frankie Fantasy and I did a luck piece. Now, when we do these debate pieces, sometimes we're forced to take a side that we don't want to, but you have to support it. 
So you know me. I don't take quarterbacks early. Right. So I took the side, though, that you take luck only because – and then, of course, someone tweeted at uh, Freezing Takes Exposed or Colts, you know, that account and put me there. I'm like, yeah, Andrew Luck really cost you a fantasy league if you drafted him in round 12. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the, the point was, so like in the beat Adam Ronis League, the team took Andrew Luck in round 12 and took Ben Roethlisberger a couple rounds later. It's not a big deal. I mean, now that he missed the whole year, it looks bad. But it's round 12. You didn't invest a lot. If Luck missed one week, and again, we had no idea at that point. So from a cost perspective, in FFWC, obviously, it's different because quarterbacks go later. Maybe in your home league, like in, in the GST league, my friend who was in the league with you took Andrew Luck in round nine. See, I wouldn't have right. done that. Like, I, I would know, never have done that. Yeah. So, I mean, he did back him up with Lamar Jackson, so he should be fine. But the point was, Luck was falling that – you weren't investing a ton of draft capital, especially in the double-digit rounds. I still didn't do it because I just don't want to take the quarterbacks early, and you're right. We saw this with Luck two years ago, and then there's some things circulating out that the Colts kind of knew about this for yes, a little bit. that they said two weeks ago he went to them and said he was thinking about it. And I think I mean, they, wow. probably, they probably tried to convince him, like, no, you know, don't do it right away. Think about this. And then probably as the rehab went on, he just said – Nah, I don't want to do it. So it seemed like the team, the teammates were genuinely surprised, I would say. Yeah, but no, it seemed they like, were. But it seemed like maybe some people in the front office might have had an inclination this was so coming. So I'm going to drop you a name, Ronus. Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly is the backup now. Chad Kelly had a lot of issues at Ole Miss, but he was a very good quarterback. He's Jim Kelly's nephew. He was one of the last guys drafted, but he had, I think if it's not mistaken, with his alcohol issues or he had some issues, off-the-field issues. He's a very talented player and one of the best quarterbacks I saw in college football over the past few years. He's Jacoby Brissett's backup right now. I'm not saying that Brissett is bad. I'm just saying it wouldn't shock me to see Kelly get a look before they do something for next year. I know a lot of people are thinking tanking for Tua. That's just not going to happen they're not, here. They're, they're not, too, they're good. too good. They're yeah, too good. They're too good. So Frank Reich is not going to let that happen. This team is way closer to the playoffs than they are to tanking. Definitely agree. And I think a lot of people, and look, I lowered T.Y. Hilton Mack in my ranks, but I still think this team is not that bad. People are going to, you, you cannot look at what Jacoby Brissett did two years ago and say that's him. There's a lot, this, this whole situation changed. Number one, Brissett was traded right before the start of the season. So he had to come in real quickly. He had no offseason to acclimate to the team. Number two, different coaching staff. Oh, Chuck Pagano was there. Terrible. Frank Reich's a really good coach. You saw what he did with Philly. You saw what he did last year. Number three, the offensive line is way better. Andrew Luck got sacked 18 times last year. Right. Brissett can run a little bit. And he can now, throw a little bit. Right. So, you know, he didn't have the rapport with Hilton two years ago. But now they've had some time to work together. Is Hilton someone you're going to take where he was going? Frank no. Reich will put him in a position to succeed. He is a genius, and I love him. He may be one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, Adam. And that's why I thought they could go to the Super Bowl this year with Love. Yeah, I did I, too. I, I did. I really did. So I would think that Brissett, I'm, I, I will put him in the Sam Darnold, yes. Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, yeah. Andy Dalton. He's that right there for me because he can run. Well, he's going to be a big pickup in leagues that did a super flex draft because he was probably not drafted, I would think, in most. So he, you're going to see in the fishbowl, he's going to go for 100 bucks. Right. Because of, I hope not because you the, only have 100 bucks. Well, I'm telling yeah. you, it's going to there's zero dollar bid. So the luck owners are in this first come, first serve after the initial waiver. So 
the luck owners are, if, especially if they can get a third quarterback, they're going to go all in. So just know that. And same thing in, in your super flex leagues. But yeah, I mean, look, you have to downgrade those Colts, but it's not like T.Y. Hilton's wide receiver 40 now. No, no, no. And, and the beat Dr. Roto, he went in the first pick of the fourth round. And I'm, I'm okay with that. And that was after the news broke? Yeah, after the news broke. Uh, see, I, 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 he went, yeah, I'd, I'd take Lockett over him. Lockett was the next, the next pick. pick. I was would literally go the next pick. Dude, Lockett oh. is going, oh, man, I wish I had He's going to the third round now. But it makes sense, though. I know. You, there's, no, there's no, by the way, there's no value anymore. There's Just not. know <laughs> that I did a draft yesterday. There is no value anymore. It's gone. No, in, in the high stakes leagues, no. There's yeah. just no value. You're no not going it, to. It's completely different in your home leagues. I think, it actually, you probably agree with this. I don't do a lot of home leagues. I got my home league, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is either an industry or FFWC high stakes. Right. It's tougher to draft in the home leagues because you don't know the value. Like, you take these guys early, and people are like, oh, yeah, you really took him early. No, that's where he's going in the FFWC. I, We're used to that. Well, my only home league is an auction league that we do, like, around Labor Day. So, by that point, there's nothing. There's no value. Uh, Tyler Lockett's going to go for $27 for sure. But let me just address, which we did talk about, Duke Johnson. We talked about the pathway. I told you I hated Lamar Miller. I do. I had Duke Johnson, like, 10 to 15 spot. If you use my rankings, you have no Lamar Miller. He was like, like four, in the 40s. I've been I telling people no, for years, no Lamar Miller. But here's a bigger question. Why is Lamar Miller even out there? Why is any of these guys out there? Mm, I, I guess. I don't know, man, because a lot of teams aren't playing them. But it's a, it's a tough it's a tough decision because some of these guys don't get hurt. Like, you know, you wanted Kyler Murray out there again, right, to – Get him some rest. No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't want him out there. I wanted I, this, I I wanted this draft stock as low as possible, dude. Look, it's tough. I mean, it's it's not like Miller is going to play a long time, so I, it's hard for me to be criticized the Texans for using him. I, mean, I guess he's a veteran, though. In his situation, you probably don't need him out there. Right. It's you tough, know what though. you had with him? I don't you know. know but, then, but then Ben played 20 played. Ben Roethlisberger played 20 snaps yesterday. So, like, where do you draw the line? I, I don't want to see. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't need to see any of these guys. This Ben. What does Ben need to do? Take the take the count from the, from the center. I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, then, then you shouldn't have the preseason then. I mean, which I think we agree with. Yeah. So Duke Johnson, by the way. So I made a mistake. It was in. I did a draft yesterday. It was round five, Ronas, and my choices were James White and Duke Johnson. Who would you have taken? Duke. I took Duke in my home league yesterday on the 5-6 turn. I had the I, first pick. I took James White. And then, because I figured maybe, just maybe, Duke would come back to me. The next pick was Duke Johnson. Yeah. That's pretty much where he's going now. He's going to be, like, right in that fifth, fifth, sixth round, I think, as, like, the 25th to 30th running back taken. I don't want to regret it because I like James White. I do a lot. But, oh, man, Duke could have a year. We said he could have a year. All right. We'll do, talk about the beat Dr. Roto draft. Best and worst pick when we come back right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right, we are back. Let's see. I got something to talk about here, Ronis. You know what it is? It's just one more. NFL preseason week is left, and you need to know how to navigate the fantasy football landscape without Andrew Luck. Head over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 fantasy football package, including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the Internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with dynasty, season-long, and best ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season-long fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with a promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package found only at rotoexperts.com. All right, let's take a look at the online championship draft board. Team number one, Ronas, what was his best pick? Best pick? Um... I like the Duke Johnson pick, obviously, there. To, what is that, to begin? No, it's to end round six. To end round yeah, six, I like that. I think that. we're going to see him move up a little bit. And, yeah, that was probably my favorite pick there. Does he have a worse pick? Or no bad picks? Uh, I mean, Cooper at a, at a wide receiver 11 is a little risky right now. Because we don't even know what it is. You know, it's been reported plantar fascia. Then it's been a heel injury, so... He said he's had it before and played through it. So I was I, shocked that Thielen or Diggs didn't go there. I was. I was shocked that Thielen or Diggs didn't go there. Yeah, I mean, again, I like Cooper a lot, and I think he'll have a big year. But with this question, I think you probably have to pass him a little bit. I uh, like the Boyd Robinson picks. Not a huge fan of Lindsey, but, I mean, he's really fallen to round seven now. So. All right. Team two, best, best pick. I can't believe James Conner is the 13th running back off the board uh, at pick 23. I don't know what happened here. Uh, I think this Connor, is the second draft I've been in that this has happened. The, my, my, the other Dr. Roto draft, he went the same thing, same time. Maybe people think that I don't like him, so they don't like him. I, I don't know. I mean, he played yesterday, looked great. He did a good job in you know, picking up a pass rush. You know, he's going to be the bell cow back. I mean, I know we've heard a lot of Jalen Samuels talk, but Connor played pretty much with Ben on every snap yesterday, so I cannot believe he's here late second round. I think that's a, a steal. Uh, Tony Pollard, round eight, well, well, we'll find out. He's looked really good. Zeke's still not there. Uh, McCole Hartman, definitely worth taking round 13. I think I would have taken Jared Goff over Cam Newton. Um, that's fair. I mean, is it because of the injury? Yeah, and I just, like, I want the Rams offense. That's fine. I mean, but it's not. A, I mean, I don't see a bad pick here. Honestly, I don't think he has a bad pick on in his draft. But I like taking because uh, I I, I usually kind of don't want to have a suspended player on my roster. But Chris Herndon in round fifteen as your second tight end, I like it. Uh, yeah. I, I've done it in a couple drafts just because you know he'll be back week five. No, oh week six because they have a week four bye, so he'll be back week six. But you know, twenty roster spots here. Hopefully, you don't get hit hard with injuries and you can hold them. But you know, Herndon should come back and be a, a very useful tight end. I think if he wasn't suspended, we'd have him as a oh, top, he'd be in the top he'd be, he'd be top ten. Yeah, he'd be top ten. All right, team three. Who do you best pick? Uh, I like the Valley. Uh, uh, let me see. Best pick. I guess Latavius Murray round seven. I'm a big yeah. Latavius Murray fan. And who is his worst pick? Is is my is Boykin in round eleven good or bad? He's got some uh, risky receivers there: Boykin, Metcalf, and Arthiega. Yeah, he, I guess with Metcalf, it sounds like he's not going to miss a lot of time, and that Seattle really is thin at wide receiver. So I'm okay with that. I do I, like Boykin, but it's a question of 
will he be a consistent option in that offense? You'd have to say no right now. Uh, Hollywood Brown did play in that last preseason game. Again, I, like I do him. like Boykin. I've been taking Boykin. You know, the final I like Hollywood better though, dude. I like Hollywood better because he's just he's one just of those a guys. little he's a little behind right now. That's the only issue. I but think. you only throw him a two yard pass and he and he takes it to the house. That's the kind of guy he is. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I look. I had Brown. I, I told you I took Brown in the FSGA and the giraffes after that. I took Boykin just because he was healthy. Um, but one of those two, I think can potentially pop all right we'll pass over my team we'll go to team five who's best pick on team five uh like the i guess mark andrews in round 12 mark andrews is a good pick i mean i didn't, I, I didn't like drew Brees in 13 no i don't either i mean it's not as crazy. your first quarterback yeah i'm just he, he, i'm not gonna have him at all this year just worried about the past attempts and this he could have had Jameis. he could have had lamar right Oh, for I'd take Winston over Breeze easy. I know it sounds crazy, but Winston's going to pass the ball probably 150 more times than him. All right, Frank Drebin, Team 6. Surely there's a bad pick here, Ronis. Yeah, it's just a lot of risk. This is where roster construction comes into play. You know, it's not about just taking the best guy off the board. You do that the first few rounds, but then you have to look at your roster. Your roster. Okay, you took Melvin Gordon in round four as RB21. You know there's a chance that he can miss half Ten the weeks, right. Ten right. weeks, right. Then you take A.J. Green in round seven. He, we don't know how much time he's going to miss. Uh, then you take – I think Penny's risky. I think he is. Uh, uh, look, you, in, in this format – Carson's deeper, playing better. Carson's playing is. better. Look, so I, st- look risk. I still like Penny because I still think he's going to get touches. If Seattle wants to implement what they do, they want to run the football a lot. Now, whether their defense can stop anyone is another story, which is really key with Seattle is trying to figure out what what are they going to do this year because the defense might make them become a little bit more pass-heavy than they want. But I still think Penny has value. I know the reports have been down, but if Carson goes down, then Penny gets a big can, workload. Can I tell you something interesting? So look at that. You see where A.J. Green went, right? Yeah. And you see what I took in round seven? It never dawned on me to take A.J. Green. It didn't dawn on me. Now that I'm looking at the back of the draft, I didn't. He wasn't even on my. He wasn't in my queue. Yeah, it's look. Is that you terrible? Could, you could say, oh, it's round seven, but I, we don't know how much time's getting missed. And I've taken him in one draft, and it was because it was round nine. It was a super flex league, so you could say maybe it's more like round eight. But we have IR spots, so I'm going to put him on the IR and then add someone. That's why I did it. I'm like, all right, I'm not really counting on him. He's not a, a key piece of my team in this format where we're starting three receivers and two flexes. He's important. You know, you need him back quick. So I think it's it's too risky. Again, when you have Melvin Gordon, I don't think you can do it. You you now have two players in your first seven rounds who, who might, not, might play. not play for a month. I know. All right, Team 7, I like what he did, but I, I he doesn't have a star receiver. And when you don't have a star receiver, you're in big trouble. He, had, he has who? Oh, I'll take that back. I was going to say, oh, am I, I looking at the wrong team? I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> Julio, Mixon, Williams, Henry, Ertz, Davis, I like Moncrief, but I'm worried that James Washington has passed him. He has not passed him, though, based on usage. So Roethlisberger played 20 snaps yesterday. Moncrief was there for 19. Washington only played two of them. So I know Washington's had a really good preseason, but he hasn't passed him yet. Could it happen? Absolutely. Who would you draft, Moncrief or Washington? Well, I mean, if you're looking at the value right now, Moncrief went around seven, Washington around 11. I don't think Moncrief is a round seven player. 
I, think I don't think so either. I think, I think he was, he was taken too early here. He was early. pushed up, obviously, because the receivers get pushed up in this format, and he is the starting receiver right now. All right, the next guy here, teammate, Ronas. How do you take somebody, please, Kelsey in two, Angram in seven, Njoku in ten? Why? Why do I see three blue stickers? Makes no sense. I mean, you really want to flex Angram and Njoku every week? Do you really think that gives you an advantage? It really doesn't at all. I mean... But by the yeah. way, Darwin Thompson is moving up to round eight, and, and he went in round eight in the main event yesterday, too. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's flying. It's, flying. <laughs> it's crazy. Flying up draft boards, dude. I guess Damian Williams' long touchdown reception didn't do anything. All I know is that I think he's going to go in round seven in Vegas. I probably will, yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing. So nothing's really going to change now between now and then because none of these guys are going to play this week. So – Nothing's going to change. So you think Darwin Thompson's a round eight guy? Uh, boy. He could be. I mean, eight could be right. It could be right. Uh, I, I see Breda went at went, uh, the next running back. I'd take him. I'd take Thompson. I think Breda has a role, and he might even be better than Tevin Coleman. I hate Tevin Coleman. Freaking hate that bum. All right. Uh, team nine. This was a team that I actually like a little bit here, Ronis. I think this team, he's got Murray and Lamar as his quarterbacks. He's got Johnson, Montgomery, Mack, and Cohen. Beckham, Diggs, Kirk, and Valdez-Scantling. I looked at it this. He's either losing this league going 4-9, and nine, or he might win the whole thing. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I think a little running back heavy for me. Uh, I guess he felt Mack was too much of a value to pass up. In round five, is already 26. The one thing to note with Mac, when they are trailing, he doesn't play. And remember, last year they, they had a good year. I know they started off slow, but they had a good year, had that win streak, and they played from ahead. So if this team – and, again, I don't think they're going to be terrible, and I don't think you do either, but that is something to keep in mind. If They, they tend to use Naheem Hines way more when they are playing from behind. Uh, so that's the thing. The Mac pick I didn't – Love for his roster. He already had I like the backs. I like the Mac pick actually. I agree with you, but just not on his roster. It's true. Yeah. All right, team ten, Gurley, third pick of the second round. I was so happy to see him go. Yeah, you know where I stand. I'm out on Gurley. I just think no one has any idea. And you know, I I hear people. Well, we, it's been a good preseason. We haven't heard anything negative. He hasn't played in a preseason game. Like he's just practicing. We don't know. Is he, can he hold up to a workload? How's it going to be when he gets hit? What if he has 23 carries, week one touches, and looks good? How does he respond the rest of the week? How does he respond in week seven? We don't know, so I'm not taking that risk in round two. If it works out, great for by, everyone. By the way, Chris Carson is now a third-round pick in drafts. I know. It's amazing. He was going in the sixth round of early drafts, man. I know. All right, Team 11, I really like his team. He started with Chubb, and then he's got five great receivers, four great receivers, Ronis. Yeah, I mean, just Juju. Uh, Edelman, Lockett, Alshon, uh, really nice uh, receiver core there. And Team 12 started Bell, Cook, and then a bunch of receivers. I like his, I like his makeup, too. He did a good job. Yeah, for Samuels in there. Uh, so, yeah, it's a nice start. I don't know. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Philip B. Wilson joins us. He is a, he's the Colts maven. That's who he is. He's the Colts maven. And we look forward to talking to him. He will have the inside scoop about Andrew Luck right after this.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Remember, guys, go to playffwc.com. We want you to sign up for one of our drafts right now, whether it's the online championship or whether it's the main event or whether it's a starter league. So just go to playffwc.com. There's two Beat Dr. Roto leagues this week. Hopefully you'll join one of those. I'd love to see you there. And we'll discuss the draft here, myself and Adam, and tell you how you did or how you didn't do. But right now we're very excited for our guest. He's the Colts maven. We remember him from his days with us before on Sirius. Philip B. Wilson, how are you, my friend? How have you been? Greetings, Dr. Roto. Uh, from uh, rainy days and Mondays, always get me down in Annapolis where there are puddles outside appropriately, and the mood is a bit somber, to say the least. So let's begin with something where after we heard the news, there were some rumblings that luck had gone to the team a couple of weeks ago. Was the team somewhat prepared for what happened on Saturday? I think they knew he'd been thinking about it. Andrew told us that uh, he had started thinking about it seriously in the last two weeks, so much so that when he came out uh, and just worked out a little bit before the Browns preseason game a week ago, he sensed that that was the last time he would be throwing in that building and he wanted to enjoy it. Now, we all read that as, hey, he's progressing because he felt good enough to come out and do a little uh, calisthenics and shuttle drill and throw a little bit. We thought that was a sign to us that he was on the path to maybe being ready for week one. But ironically, it was just the opposite. I think he came out just to work out a little bit and thinking that it might be it. And so I, my human nature tells me that this isn't the first time he's considered it or thought about it, but he seriously uh, mentioned it to them, I think, within the last two weeks. So they were they knew it was possible. Um, and, of course, the timing of it backfired a little bit when it got broken during uh, a preseason game against the Bears on Saturday night. But, but uh, as much as anybody could be prepared for something like this, the Colts probably had about a two-week uh, notice that he was serious this time. I'm sure in the past he considered it and talked about it maybe, but this time he was serious. Do you think the current ankle calf issue, which has been something that's lingered for a while and it seems like they just can't get a handle on it, you think that just pushed it over the top where it, it led him to the point of frustration of not improving? That's exactly what I think, um, precisely. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, you know, that injury alone compared to all the other things he's had to deal with, would not constitute, you know, a major hurdle. I mean, for a guy who's overcome lacerated kidney, a torn abdominal muscle, concussion, a, a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder, a concussion, all the things he's had to overcome. But the fact that he, as he said, I've been in this constant pain, chronic pain for four years, and it's rehab, 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 progress, 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 playing hurt, playing hurt. 
And he told himself back when he played hurt, I think in 16, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to go through and hurt the team or hurt myself uh, when I can't be 100%. I want to be 100%. Well, the problem is Andrew has never been able to get back to 100%. Even though he was comeback player of the year last year, he didn't practice during the week sometimes, or at least he missed some practices. He was uh, rested, shall we say. And that's because he was still in pain, and he was still rehabbing even when he played last year. And I think the fact he's got something new and something else, he's like, what else can happen? I mean, what? how much more of this can I take? And uh, uh, it's a sad commentary on, on, on life in the NFL when a, a talent such as Andrew Luck can only last, uh, what, five full seasons and parts of another and, and uh, a career that could have ultimately put him in the Hall of Fame ends at the age of 29. Philip, sometimes with athletes, done is not always done. Is Andrew Luck done, or is there, one, is there any <clears throat> small chance, the way you know him, that we might be able to see him again two years from now? I'd, I'd love to say yes, because I enjoyed watching him play, much like I enjoyed watching Peyton Manning all those years ago. Um, but Andrew is such a cerebral guy. He's such a smart guy. Um, he's such a, a cultured guy in that he grew up in Europe when his dad was over there and he's seen the world and he's married now and he's got his first child on the way and he sees a bigger picture beyond football. And, and that makes me think, no, he's going to be comfortable with his decision and he wants to live the rest of his life. Now, a fan would quickly say, well, yeah, Phil, and my wife even said to me a little bit ago, easy to feel that way when you made $91 million dollars. Uh, and you're set for life. And I, I know that's true, uh, but he walked away from 65 million more. And, and when you walk away from that kind of money and, and walk away from a situation where he knew how people react to it, he knew how he'd be vilified by some, not by me, uh, and knew the reaction, knew how much he'd be hurting the team, but he didn't want to hurt the team more by trying to play hurt and being less of what he expects himself. So in my heart of hearts, gun to my head, being honest with you as always as I can be, as a candid as I can be, I don't expect to see Andrew Luck again. I'd hope to, but I don't expect it. There were obviously some fans who booed when the news broke during that exhibition game. Yeah. And it could have been, you know, it could have been just emotional reaction, just finding out. But what's been now with two days that have gone by, what's been the general reaction by the Colts fans uh, reacting to this news and how they feel now towards Andrew Luck? Well, I think most of them appreciate what he brought to the team and how he was special. Uh, but you still have a faction out there that is angry and upset. And I've still read comments even today about fans wanting to season ticket holders want to want a refund on their tickets, and, and some other fans saying it, echoing what owner Jim Irsay said two years ago that the problem with Andrew is between his ears. They're being critical and negative about it because they don't understand the toll that an NFL career can take on someone. You know, my slant was a little bit more abrasive, and and I didn't take the fans into account as much as I did luck. I had written way back in 2012 about the pounding he was taking, and I expressed like a nervous mother how nervous I was and how he couldn't keep going on like this. And so I was frankly pissed off when this came down because 
gosh darn it, you said every year your priority was to protect him, and you didn't do it. And I pointed the finger at the owner, Jim Mercer. I pointed the finger at the old general manager, Ryan Grigson. I pointed the finger at head coach, Chuck Pagano. You didn't take care of a rare golden lottery ticket that you got after Peyton Manning. You didn't make it last. You didn't get the most out of it, and that's on you. It's not on Andrew. And I hope the fans, most of the fans reacted to what I wrote as positively and saying, you're right. I mean, no truer words have been spoken. I mean, they, they didn't take care of him. He was the most hit quarterback in the time he played in this league. 156 sacks taken in five years. It was ridiculous, the punishment that he had, he was uh, absorbed. And I, I just, I, it was my worst fear. I realized my worst fear, it came to fruition. It just, it just made me sick that such a great talent was almost wasted to a degree and didn't didn't get to play out the whole career we're talking to philip e wilson the colts maven and uh he knows everything we want to know about the colts let's talk about the guys who are there now jacoby Brissett came a couple of years ago he came in a late trade it was a horrible coaching staff frank reich is much better offensively chad kelly a guy with a, a pretty good pedigree Good, uh, an uncle who certainly played in the NFL and, and a very good college career. Are either these guys potentially the answer at quarterback or is the answer elsewhere? I think that uh, the 2019 season has just become a referendum on that question. And I think by the end of this season, we're going to have our answer. Um, yes, Jacoby was thrown into the fire after being acquired for New England, had two weeks to prepare for playing when Andrew missed uh, the season in 17. And, yes, the, the Colts stunk. They were 4-12. Ballard had just inherited the mess uh, from Gregson, and, and he was stuck with Chuck Pagano as a coach for a year. Uh, but Ballard's done a heck of a job building this team in two years. It's a much better all-around team uh, around Jacoby, and he knows the system better. As you said, Frank Reich's got a great hand on, on an offensive scheme. Uh, luck flourished in it because it was predicated on getting rid of the ball quicker, having more targets and options, and, and trying to have some balance in the run game. They weren't always good at that, but they had some games where they were. And Luck has a 248 drop-back sackless streak. So the system is set up for, for Jacoby to get rid of the ball. He's got Devin Funches added to the bunch, Paris Campbell added to the bunch, You've got more weapons than Andrew had, um, and you need to get rid of the ball quickly, but the offensive line returns intact. I could see him doing well. My problem is I think Jacoby hangs on the ball too long at times, and I think and my fear is that we're going to see, we're going to be reminded of the difference between great and good in transitioning from luck to, to, to Jacoby Brissett. And if the Colts could make the playoffs somehow, I think that'd be a, a major accomplishment if they don't and Jacoby is just so so you know you want to see Chad Kelly give him a shot at it I'd love to trust Chad Kelly but he's going to be suspended the first two games this year because of off-field stuff his character questions will always be there and you're nervous about being in bed with a guy who if he takes one night out on the town in Broad Ripple here and does something wrong you got to deep six him so I'm not quite sure. I'm, I've liked him the best of all the quarterbacks of preseason, but I'm nervous about him too. So we'll see. I'm going to try and keep an open mind, as I wrote yesterday. I want to believe in one of them. 
I want to believe in Jacoby. I want to believe they can fix it. I want to believe everything the Colts are serving us right now. I don't, but I'm going to try and keep an open mind. We saw T.Y. Hilton didn't have his one of his better years two years ago with Brissett, but as we alluded to, a lot has changed. New coach, offensive line, and now he's had a couple years to work with him. What can we expect from T.Y. this year? Talked to T.Y. today um, in the locker room. Just got home from the Colts complex, and uh, he's already posted a, a, on Twitter a collage pictures, uh, a collage of pictures of him and Andrew. He's dedicating the season to Andrew. I, I don't think you're going to find a more motivated player in that locker room this year than T.Y. He's obviously hurting uh, because he, he considered Andrew his best friend, and Andrew considered him the best player he played with. And they had a special bond. And I think you're going to see a guy that's just going to be as fired up to play football as he's ever been. And, and I think he's going to want to will this team as much as a guy in his position can to succeed. So I won't be surprised if T.Y. has good numbers, maybe possibly great. The problem is there's so many more weapons now. I think they're going to want to spread around. But when the chips are down and you need strength against strength, you look to T.Y. first, and, and, and I think he's going to get a lot of chances to make big plays this year. Philip, we got about a minute to go here. Paris Campbell, how, when are we going to see him? How good is he going to be? I was hoping to see him in week one, but he's been hurt. He's been slowed. Uh, I think it's a hammy, um, uh, I think. And, and uh, you know, the idea of having him on the field in three wides was going to be exciting, him, T.Y., and Funches. With Ebron as a fourth option, that that's exciting to me. Um, I, I don't know how soon we see him. I know when he practiced, he was electric. Uh, I watched him. I'm an Ohio State fan, so I watched him at Ohio State. I know how quick he is. I know how good he can be. And because he's not somebody the team can focus on because they got other guys to worry about, he's in a perfect position to step in here and make some big impact plays. So I think he's a sleeper pick in roto drafts. But I wouldn't take him as a number one or a number two. Okay. I think I All right. get 13. Philip e. Wilson, we love you. The Colts Maven. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, Jens. We appreciate you. You got it. Cheers. All right. Great stuff. We'll be back with more. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, we are back. By the way, did you see uh, the fantasy mailman's uh, tweet, Ronis? Hey, Dr. Otto, Luck and Miller done what's latest in AJ Green. His GST team can't handle it. Did he really take all those guys? He's in <laughs> I my really league. feel badly. I don't. I do. I'm writing that now <laughs> well, first for of, you, but Ronis doesn't. Well, he's in my league. Why do I, this is for money. I'm supposed to shed tears for him? Like, he wouldn't do it if it was me, right? What is he I, would, I would feel badly. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I, I feel mean, so badly for you, but well, first of all, First of all, <laughs> we're both, we both did not want any part of Lamar Miller. I had him ranked like 46. So there was, if you use I had him rankings, 86, yeah. If you use my rankings, there should be no way you have Lamar Miller. Right. Andrew Luck, I initially had as my QB2, and then with all the news, I pushed him down to like the 
nine, ten range. But see, that's where the rankings you have to follow us and read us and listen to us because we both don't take quarterbacks early. Well, look, if you follow us and you listen to the show, you you would not have had all three of those guys. I think that's fair to say. The but look, I will say I will say this in defense of Ron because you're a very good player. You want to take these risks because you say to yourself, well, if Luck comes back, I get this. If A.J. Green comes back in a month, I got him. I see where people take these risks. Yes, again, it comes down to your roster. You, don't, you have won and no part of A.J. Green. You even forgot he existed in your draft the other day. <laughs> I did. I've taken him in one league, and again, because it was an IR spot, it was round nine. So I felt like. Because he wasn't on my radar, and then I'm looking at my sheet. I'm like, damn, AJ Greenstein. I'm like, it's round nine. I got an IR spot. I'll do it. But Lamar Miller wanted no part of. And Ron did say he wouldn't feel better either. He wouldn't feel badly either. I know because they want to beat me. So like, <laughs> I'm trying to think, see, see where he took Andrew Luck. Uh, round nine. See, like, uh, I, I took him at eight, right? I'm glad he took him around nine because you know who I got round nine? Michael Ooh. Gallup. A few picks later. There you Easy go. Easy taking right. him over. Come on, man. Look, I only took Pat Mahomes in round two in that league with Rums. What do I know? Yeah, I, right? My first time. I got Russell Wilson first in round uh, 13 as oh my, my QB1. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, who's coming up in hour number two? Uh, Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. All right, tell Jim I said hi. All right, guys. This is Dr. Roto saying be well, take care, keep it right here for another hour. Also, check out fulltimefantasy.com. I got podcasts up. We have rankings up. Everything you need to win your fantasy football league. All right? We promise you that. And stay, keep it right here. Ronus is back with, right after this.